Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. This is Mike Holmes here at the Better Sundays podcast. Today we're covering an important topic called why people don't come to your church. Or let me make it a little bit more on my side, why people don't come to our church. Uh, I really want to talk about this idea of what keeps people, uh, not what's keeping them away, but why they don't come in the first place. So good to have you here at the podcast. We're going to be talking about an interesting topic here also in the Ask Mike segment. We're going to dive into a, a question that came up in one of our training groups about what percentage of people come to church for things and what percentage of people come to church for uh, relationships. We'll cover that because it's all related. So anyway, welcome, welcome. The uh, subtitle of this one is really how to make your church a fertile landing ground. In other words, where people come and they know it's a that good soil where they can come and grow and be nurtured and, and get solutions, you know, get answers get relief, uh, you know, get fixed for all the problems that they have. And uh, so that's why we're going to, we, what we're going to be covering here. So the idea is why people don't come to your church. And I think the answer is very simple is because they don't look at the church as a place of solution. They don't look at it as a place of relief. They don't look at it as a place of of, uh, you know, where they will get an answer. And we want to talk about how to combat that. So I'm going to give you three very specific things that you can do as a pastor uh, to help create uh, solutions. We have a little saying here, and you've probably heard it uh, uh, way back in season one, every Sunday solve a problem. We talk about the idea of of having uh, this place be the family solution place. And, so, and I really do believe that people don't go to church because of the same reason they don't go to certain businesses. And we're comparing churches and businesses quite a bit during this season. And the answer to that is very simple. If you were looking for an HDMI cable, you wouldn't go to a feed store. If you wanted to buy a, a bale of hay, uh, you know, for your cows, uh, you know, you probably wouldn't go to the radio shack or you wouldn't go to, uh, you know, just a convenience store. In other words, there's different things that we go for that have the different needs. When we're looking for something, we're looking for a solution. And unchurched people come to church looking for solutions. Now they might have been invited, and out of you know uh, courtesy, kind of came with an aunt or an uncle or a parent or whatever. And of course, children get brought along all the time. But if we're going to reach brand new unchurched people, uh, they don't come for the same reason we come to church. We come to church because we want to hear the word. We want to be with our friends uh, that are Christian. We want to have our kids in the right kind of a, uh, environment and some of that unchurched people are looking for a solution and they're going to get that now uh they basically are coming with the question of you know what will i get what will what will be there for me now i know that eventually we want them to say what can i give and they ought to come to church with the giving spirit but that's down the road a little bit we got to get them converted first and so if they're coming to church and asking what can i get then they are in a hungry mode and we certainly have the word of god and uh, the able to deliver it into classrooms with children, with middle school, high school, and with adult classes uh, and, and preaching, we can deliver them an answer for their problem. So many times we think that people come to church, um, you know, because it's a, a ritual or, a, you know, it's a, a, they want a relationship with the Lord or, you know, whatever. Uh, the, the answer is they're, they're coming for a lot of different things. They're, they're coming because their marriage is messed up. They're coming because they're, they're, 
They're, uh, they got personal relationships that are goofed up. They're looking for peace. They're looking for contentment. Uh, they're looking for forgiveness, which, which would be a relationship with the Lord, which, uh, which is a good thing. They're trying to get their family involved in those things. Um, we find that people come to church for two different reasons. They come for something or they come for someone. And those things would be the, you know, the good teaching uh, that would help them with whatever their problem happens to be. But we also find that people come to church because of someone. There's a who factor there. They're coming, uh, you know, to, to meet a friend that's theirs. A friend invited them. They're coming to uh, try to create some good friendships. They, they are looking for someone who'd be more of a role model or a mentor uh, for them. They're, they're looking for uh, people who are kind of, you know, on the same road as them, kind of peer group people that are sort of traveling the, the same road. And that's a very important reason why people come to church. Uh, they come to church looking for some counseling or a guide, something along that line, which oftentimes they can find, you know, through the leadership or through a, a, a pastor's counsel or, you know, a layman's counsel, something along that. They're looking for the, the what they come to church for and who they come to church for, all of those things. Now, they're also many times just bringing their kids to find those things. They want their kids to have a good role model or peers on the same road or, you know, their relationships uh, straightened out. They want their kids to be obedient. So there's a lot of reasons people come to church. So they are looking for solutions. So how can we give them solutions? Well, obviously the Bible is just chock full of solutions that we can give them. So we're going to depend obviously on the word of God to uh, deliver the the actual uh, content there. But let me give you a uh, three different things that that I use regularly when I'm speaking that will help me that helps me to 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 really create that every Sunday a solution type of thing. Number 1 is when I am getting ready to speak, I want to write a solution-based invitation or call to action, whatever it happens to be. That's right. If you're going to speak, you're always going to ask people to move and do something. And uh, in many churches, we have an invitation at the end where people either come forward or bow their heads and pray, make some type of decision, check it off on a card, you know, make a commitment to do something. That is the very first thing that you want to try to get together in your message is where are we taking them? What are What is the solution that we are giving them? Now, that's going to be based on the text. If you're preaching expository and you're working through the, you know, the text, you're going to find uh, kind of what those solutions would be. If you're preaching on something that has to do with peace, you know, it's going to be we're going to, you know, have them be peaceful and not worried, full of fret, and you know, the call to action would be I'm going to commit to peace for, you know, read the scriptures for seven days in a row, these verses on peace, or you know, something like that. I'm going to give my attentions to the Lord here at the altar afterwards. So basically, you write your your invitation at the beginning and you help them with this what we call solution-based invitation. You kind of get that thought out. Then, then what you do is you work on your introduction. Usually the content, uh, you know, we can talk about that another time, but usually the content, again, is a lot of scriptures and explaining what they mean and giving the sense and some of that. But what you want to do when you're speaking to people, if you want to be a solution-based church and you want people uh, to come to that fertile landing ground, is at your introduction of your message, uh, you don't need to find some illustration about some shipwreck in 1640 or, you know, something that happened overseas or here or there. What you need to do is describe a problem that 
is very prevalent with all of us. So something kind of a kind of a me problem, an I problem. In other words, something that I have a, a you know, if you're doing a thing on on peace, we'll say uh, that you would describe like I. There's often times when I go to bed and I'm not at peace, and I lay awake and I think about things, and then you kind of go, turn it into the 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 second person, and maybe you think about those things as well. Maybe you have uh, lack of peace and you can't sleep as well, or you worry on the job, or you're you know not a good communicator because you're always worrying about about things. Today, I'm going to help you get over that. Today, we're going to solve that problem. Okay, so you basically, you have you describe this problem, you describe the tension, you use those first person, move it into the we all have these type of tensions, and use some emotions in there as well if you need to. Uh, and then from there, the, the kind of the third thing is you move into that, that, this, that you're going to solve that problem. In a few moments, we're going to open the scriptures. We're going to look at you know, Psalm, whatever it happens to be. And, and we're going to look at how you can have peace in the midst of, a so, of the storm. And I'm going to tell you how to solve that thing. And then tell them in your introduction, this is all in your introduction still, uh, they say, I'm going to give you three steps, or I, I, I'm going to give you a, a, a special sentence. One sentence is going to help you that's helped me. I'm going to give you a prayer. I'm going to give you a, a you know, particular action to do this week. I'm going to uh, give you a, a task. I'm going to give you a, a three scripture verses that I want you to read and really think on that are going to help you solve this problem in your own life. And so let's go into the message. Now, when we do this at our church, oftentimes we call it a kind of a special feature. We set up this uh, this uh, problem, this tension type of thing uh, before the message, and then we have uh, some announcements and stuff. So when people just first come into church, we say, hey, good to have you here, and we're going to fix something today. Let me tell you this. Last night, I couldn't sleep at all. I had this problem, da-da-da-da-da. Maybe you've had that kind of problem too. Well, today we're going to solve it. I'm going to give you three steps to solve your problem when when you are not at peace. And and then, But we're going to sing another song here, and then we're going to do a couple announcements, and then we'll get back and I will solve this problem. It's a great way to kind of set that thing up and stretch your message a little bit, uh, get your your. Uh, kind of introduction sort of taken care of there. So, And then you tell them, we're going to give you three things. We're going to give you a prayer. We're going to give you this. But all of that uh, creates this, what we call this solution-based church and and this idea of your church being a fertile landing ground. And I think of the, the soil illustration, I think in, in the book of Mark, you know, where the, so, the seed fell into the good soil and it settled down in there. You just picture some of that black loamy kind of soil and the seed falls down in there and there's moisture already in the soil and then the rain comes and soaks it in and the, the seed is start to able to swell and start to open up and starts to grow and flourish. Your church needs to be that kind of fertile landing ground. And if it is not that fertile landing ground, then people won't come to your church. I mean, they, they're not getting a solution. That's kind of the bottom line. So this is a very short and simple podcast, but I wanted to give it to you about why people don't come to our church, because our churches oftentimes don't have solutions. Now, I have listened to many, many sermons online this last couple of years, because so many more are on Facebook. And oftentimes, uh, it is good expositing, expositing of the word, and they've, they've taught the word properly, but there was 
wasn't really a solution. It was more educational than transformational. And I believe Jesus and I believe the Apostle Paul were transformational preachers. They preached solutions. They taught people that the Bible could change their life. And I believe that we in the local church need to do uh, that exact same thing. So uh, work on that. Write your uh, solution-based invitation, kind of that call to action. Figure out where you're going. Then use your scriptures uh, to kind of fill in there and and kind of be the meat of what is going on. Uh, you know, in, in the message. But in that introduction part, make sure that you create that tension and let them know that you are going to be solving uh, their problem and then give them some next steps to do. You know, now you need to do this. Now you need to take these steps. Now you need to read this. Now you need to go see this person. Now you need to take this action or do this task. All of those things. So anyway, uh, that is what we want to cover. Now today we also, oh, let me finish with, you, with just this. Um, because I wrote this down in my notes here. Um, this is Sunday when we, we do these a lot of times on Sunday nights, uh, kind of late, happens to be kind of late at Sunday night where I am. And uh, uh, today we had a lady come to church and she said something that really fit within this because I had some preparation here uh, done on this. And she said, she was telling someone else, she said, you know, this church is my happy place. It's my happy place. And this is a young believer, a lady who just uh, converted not too long ago. But, but, you know, she's got tension in her home. She has tension at her workplace. She has tension with school. There's tension with the politics. There's tension in our communities. There's tension everywhere. But the church was a happy place. It was the place where there was a solution for some of that tension. And uh, I just thought that that kind of fit right in there. And that also kind of fits right into uh, this question that we have with the Ask Mike segment. So anyway, let me jump to the Ask Mike segment. So thankful for you listening. If any of this was helpful uh, that you've had so far, please hit the the share button there on your podcast or the like button or uh, subscribe to the podcast. That would be helpful. Uh, We appreciate uh, appreciate that very much. So in our Ask Mike segment, I had uh, training this week. And I was working with a group of men going through uh, some pastoral training. And we were talking about this idea that people come to church uh, for things and people come to church for people. In other words, they come because of something or they come because of someone. And the question kind of came up like, well, what percentage do you think it is of people that are coming in to a church are coming for something and what percentage are coming for someone? So this one did not, this email or didn't come in on email. And if you want to ask us a question, uh, ask me a question on Ask Mike and you can just info at reachkeep.com. That's just I-N-F-O at reachkeep.com and we'll get your question up here on the air uh, if it fits in with what we're teaching about. So uh, the, the the answer to that, and here's a lot of my answers are, well, depends. <laughs> depends on the maturity of the church in the very first place. And I think many churches that are much more mature, people are coming because of, you know, the, it's a habit and they're coming to forsake not the assembling of themselves together. They're coming, uh, you know, for content. They're coming to, to, get, uh, to get some different things. Uh, I believe in younger, more immature type churches, and and not like the church itself is immature, but you you have a lot more of new believers. I believe the percentage is way higher that they are coming for people. And we hear this all the time at our church. You know, it's like, hey, I feel like I'm accepted here. I feel like I'm loved here. Uh, you know, we, you know, uh, we're all such different backgrounds, but yet we all get along and have the same purpose. It's, I, we hear that all the time at our church. 
and it's it's rare in a sense, even, you know, and maybe at your church too, I once saw someone say, boy, that was a really good message, Pastor. Uh, you know, you'll hear that occasionally, and that's a good thing. We all like it. Pat on the back, it's good. But many times people are just saying, man, I really enjoyed being with everyone today. I really enjoyed being in the house of the Lord today. I really enjoyed. And I believe in a younger church, especially uh, like our church, that probably 80 to 90% of people are coming more out of relational needs and the filling of the the gaps in their soul where they need friends and they need mentors and need role models and want their children to have good examples uh, all of that I, you talked to a young guy today brought the kids because he want the kids to be in a good environment uh, that type of thing so uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting question people come for things and then people come to church because of someone or somebody uh, and some stuff you know is what they come for um, and which one are those are we emphasizing i think we need to have a good emphasis on both of them but don't forget in many churches it's like you know hey we it's about preaching it's about the bible and it's about truth and about that but actually the bottom line is some of it has to do with people coming back because you had really friendly greeters you had someone at the door you had someone talk to them someone took time after church to listen to them or counsel or share some things to pray with them all of those kind of things so anyway that was a kind of an interesting question came up during some training want to share that with you here during our ask mike segment so uh don't forget here people come to your church the same reason they go to grocery store because i want to get what they're going for okay and uh, they're looking for peace they're looking for contentment they're looking for you know to get their marriage fixed up all of those things let's give them bible solutions so this is mike holmes here the founding pastor of sinclair baptist at reachkeep.com i'm going to be signing out here in just a second don't forget to uh, subscribe to our podcast or jump over to our youtube channel and on reach keep just the word reach and keep on youtube and you can uh, follow some of our uh, training we have for sunday school teachers and presenters over there so thanks for being with us don't forget to serve the lord with gladness enter to his gates with thanksgiving and god bless you we will see you next week